Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Thanks everybody for joining us today uh, for this week's coffee break. Uh, The topic this week, how a sales process can create valuable collaboration. Uh, this is a very timely one. We actually have uh, a 1.0, Bucket Plan 1.0 going on yesterday and today, one of our virtual ones. Uh, if you obviously are not in that one, but interested in attending one of the next couple coming up, reach out to our training team. We'll make sure we get you registered. Uh, but for going through this week's topic, we actually have a nice uh, group panel today. Everyone coming from the Hammer Financial Group. We've got the whole team of Greg, Deb, Tamara, Rick, Casey, and Emily uh, to talk about this topic of using the sales process and how it creates the value of collab- valuable collaboration uh, for your team internally, but also uh, for the client side as well. So as we're going through, uh, and they are sharing how they're using this internally at Hammer Financial. Greg, I'll, uh, I'll turn it over to you and your team. Thanks, Matt. And uh, I want to kind of start off uh, kind of talking about while we do it internally, I'm going to talk about how valuable it could be if you don't have the same, you know, interaction in your office. Let's say you're an advisor by yourself or, you know, whether you have just a, maybe a pair planner or you're more of a low key in terms of the number of people, because um, that's how I started. So as we go through, I'm going to talk about how it works in our office, but it began with me and an assistant and a lot of that collaboration uh, comes from the consistency of what we created in processes and then tying into communities that had that same type of thought process. And one obvious community is C2P. I'm also like part of Ed Slot, uh, the Million Dollar Club, but all these different things, you know, I use those communities as I call them to create relationships. You know, people that you can pick up the phone with and chat with about certain situations. We're going to give you some examples with it. But when everybody kind of has the same philosophy and how they're approaching, um, you know, the planning process, um, it allows for those step in uh, conversations to be very, very effective. Um, So internally, you know, we have everybody here that is an advisor or or does something in the uh, relevancy of production in our office. And I'm going to have them just kind of share a little bit about some of the things that we do um, from a collaboration standpoint. And even, you know, to my standpoint, what I do is reach out to other individuals, relationships that I have when we come across uh, certain situations. And the idea is it's going to bring an added value. I think, you know, one of the big challenges that I often face is, you know, hey, I get kind of that tunnel vision, right? I I have a solution in my head. I know what that solution is going to be, and I try sometimes to fit a square peg into a round hole. And what usually ends up resulting is not the 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 uh, results I want in the presentation. You know, we might lose that opportunity with the client, or we not get the results that we want in terms of, you know, what type of client we want to acquire. Um, and I'll bring in some uh, specific examples. I'm going to start with Deb because you know we had uh, a, a larger opportunity come across our desk. And what I did is I reached out to the C2P community, Dave Allison. And, you know, Dave does a lot of these things with these high net worth. And I'm going to have Deb just kind of share what value it brought for us and then how we were able to even collaborate with Tammy. So, Deb, you want to kind of share a little bit for me? Sure, absolutely. So, to Greg's point, we were fortunate to get a really nice referral, uh, a doctor in the area. And he has a pretty significant ownership in a hospital in a, a neighboring community. 
um, getting significant dollars monthly, like $45,000 a month. Uh, but ultimately, his plan is to sell his portion of the hospital. And we anticipate that he'll get about $22 million when he does sell that. So, of course, we are anticipating um, this estate problem. And of course, I say problem tongue in cheek, because wouldn't we all like to have that problem? Um, <laughs> but really, the the attorneys that we were affiliating with, uh, they, not, they're wonderful and competent, but this really exceeded their knowledge and expertise. So to Greg's point, um, he spoke with Dave Allison, and um, Dave put us in touch with uh, a, an attorney out of Arizona by the name of Ben Kelly. And so we've had this wonderful attorney resource that we've been able to then connect with this physician. And it's been a wonderful collaboration, added a lot of value. And then um, to Greg's point, uh, this whole thing has then become an opportunity, of course, for insurance as we have to then fund this life insurance policy, right? Um, so Tammy, I don't know if you wanna take it over from there. Yeah, so, you know, I'm very fortunate here in the office because I have several advisors that I get to work with, you know, Greg and Deb and Casey, Emily, Rick, and I'm fortunate enough that they bring me in on cases when there's a need for life insurance. So uh, Deb and Greg brought me in on this case. And again, we went to uh, Dave Allison to kind of um, help us, direct us uh, to uh, some people that helped us uh, put together some second-to-die illustrations um, other than what we were typically using because of the situation. So because of Greg's relationship with Dave Allison, we got hooked up with, uh, with Pack Life, which we haven't really um, done a lot of business with to date. So um, so that's worked out good. And right now it's in the um, kind of in the underwriting stage. We're waiting to get some offers back. So from different companies. And so, so we'll the see how that goes. And the value of that simply is, is, you know, knowing to, you know, first of all, get some directional based on the specific situation, but, you know, the process of a trial app and not getting any, you know, negative uh, impact from a rating or a potential decline prior to finding out which company is the best offer. And when you're dealing with a, a case of this size, it's rather substantial. I mean, much larger than we've ever placed, you know, in our organization. Um you know, to be able to go in and have that opportunity to to bring in experts, bring in the expert team, but again, because of the awareness of the objectives. And, I, and I'll go even further because, you know, as, as I go through the, we were just talking prior to jumping on with the group, you know, a lot of events today are virtual. And while virtual are great and they're convenient, I still love the in-person type of events because of the relationships. And I have relationships through several different communities that I can pick up a phone, uh, call out to them, you know, like, you know, just to throw a couple of examples, like a, you know, like a Marty James or Tim Claremont, you know, some of these guys that do very unique things, you know, um, even Dave, uh, you know, out of, um, uh, gosh, what is Dave's name, Tammy, help me, I'm Buckwald, you know, to be able to reach out to these guys and just say, hey, this is the situation we have, what are your, what's your input, what's your thoughts? 
and they're familiar with the process. Um, Casey, you want to speak a little bit to some of the value you find in these communities and being able to to collaborate on, you know, how we do business and, you know, the different things that it brought to our office, especially with unique techniques that we might not have even brought into the office. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always go back to, you know, when we think about collaboration, um, especially with the bucket plan process, which, you know, most, if not all of us follow, um, I go back to, you know, just, you know, having the ability to network with all of these different elite advisors at the collegium. You know, we've brought back, and, and Greg can attest, we've brought back a number of different techniques, and obviously there's you know, top advisors, whether it's at the, the round table or whether you're just, you know, chatting around lunchtime or <laughs> we were joking it before the call. Uh, some of the best collaboration comes, you know, after the presentations, after a couple of drinks, too. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of examples where you, you, know, you find different products, you're able to collaborate with other top advisors and, and just brings a, a, a ton of value. Um, there's a couple cases specifically with Marty James that come to mind where, you know, unique tax concepts that we're able to, to find solutions for our clients just creates, you know, such immense value, you know, for not just, uh, you know, one single advisor, but when one advisor brings back an idea, especially to our, an office like ours, uh, brings value to every other advisor in our office. Yeah, and, and you know, we have a, a very great synergy, a lot of teamwork here in the office where, you know, I tell you almost, I, I, I can almost say daily, right, that there's at least a conversation on cases that Rick or Casey or Deb or Tammy might have, and they're talking to each other about possible solutions. And again, I just want to elaborate on that. If you are your own advisor and you don't have the same type of collaboration internally, use your communities, you know, use the people with it. Um, I mean, I know Rick, even though he comes and collaborates with us, he talks quite a bit to his, you know, business development people as do I. So Rick, you want to kind of share, you know, some of the value there. And again, this all goes to because they know what we're doing, right? We have that consistent process in our office. And so when we ask, hey, we're looking for some alternatives for the soon bucket funding from an income standpoint. What are some of our best providers? And, and not only does that add value per se to the client, right? But it's the value of the research behind it. You know, how many times you've been asked, you know, is this the best product or is this the only product you sell? I know Deb just used the conversation not too long ago. No, we have an entire team behind us that screens these products. We give them the criteria and they give us the front runners. Rick, you want to share a little bit? Yeah, I have two examples that are good for this. And one of which is, again, with our own within our own resources of C2P. Um, I have a case that we're working on now that's a gentleman that has a sizable lump sum slash pension. And we're showing him how kind of some of our um, our solutions can be an improvement. And so with this, we, you know, we initially showed just, you know, the Alliance ABC, but then it's the question of, oh, how do we know this is the best way to go? And so, you know, we've reached out to Kirsten and Kirsten put together illustrations of a variety of different uh, concepts. You know, ultimately, I think we're the... Um, uh, the lesson learned, and Greg said it pretty eloquently, you know, it just reaffirms to why it is that we use Allianz the way we do. You know, we put them side by side with everybody. So, again, it turns out it's just kind of a 
a personal lesson, but we're going to be able to show these people that basically have an option of a lump sum or a level pension for the rest of their lives, how we can do better. Uh, another item that I think is really specific to, you know, really what was going on here is that everything that we were really doing here up to a point was looking at exclusively qualified funds. And, you know, what we're doing to create income plans, tax planning, and, you know, um, using FIAs as bond alternatives. But then we were through our relationship with Orion Portfolio Solutions, we were introduced to Meter. And Meter has opened up a world where we never really had a presence in the non-qualified space, which what's happening in the world has never been more prevalent. So with this, you know, this uh, the growth that Hammer has, you know, the assets we have brought in has just been exploding over past years. And a lot of it is because we can talk about both sides of the of the the ledger now that we we are we have experts in the non-qualified again these are things that we really didn't have or we really didn't speak to until we kind of used the resources that were given us and so you know these resources are available at, directly through the PCA platform but even if you're not using the PCA platform directly right there's still good collaboration and conversations about what to do but to this point one of the things that was nice is I could have researched all these companies right I wouldn't have known where to start but she brought to four illustrations to us and we got her on the phone and within 10 minutes she gave me the cliff notes to where I was armed in front of that client. So now I can sit in front of that client and say, here's you know, the screening process that we have based on what you're doing. These are the top runners and here's the combination we can use. And this is why we're settling on this recommendation. Entirely different you know, outlook in terms of you know, trying to do that stuff on your own, find the time and then even getting into the product, right? Why do we like keeping our product line so narrow? So we know how to talk about the product. Right. I mean, that's my biggest challenge. I don't want, you know, eight different FIAs that I'm writing consistently because it's just eight different things that I got to remember constantly. And every time you write these one offers, right, it comes to the point where the review is like, I got to figure out what the heck I did here because I got to do this review. You know, so having that resource and then, you know, with that, I want to talk about the value of this type of collaboration, how it fits into what we do in our processes for a new advisor, somebody that's coming in, that's really learning, you know, how to put things together. And I'm gonna have Emily speak just for a few seconds here. Now she has the opportunity here to just walk down the hall, right? And do stuff. But if you're gonna bring in a new person, think about how you can broaden their, their perspective, you know, their value to your organization, either as a paraplanner or as an advisor, connecting them to these communities and these opportunities to collaborate with other professionals. Emily, will you talk to speak a little bit to, you know, now Emily, so you guys know a little bit about her background, right? Um, we did, did intern programs for years in our uh, location here in Northwest Indiana and COVID had kind of shut that down. We're starting to get back into it now, but we used to do paid interns and, and, and actually the professor at the Purdue uh, College actually called us directly because we typically would limit it to juniors, I believe, and seniors. And he actually recommended Emily as a sophomore, right, Em? I think that's when you started with us um, because he thought that highly. So again, networking, right, that community type thing creates other value. But Emily, can you just kind of speak to what that meant to your development and any of the, the I'll call the, uh, the original dinosaurs of the industry like myself 30 years into it, think back to how we had to start, right? Phone lists, you know, 
friends and family, you know, teaching nothing, right? They just tell you to go out and sell and hit production numbers without really providing the support. So Emily, can you share a little bit about how the process has helped you develop and then the, the opportunity to speak with, you know, this awesome A-team here in this office? Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Yeah, absolutely. So fortunately for me, though, I, you know, it's our office being the size that it is, I obviously had five advisors ahead of me that I still learn, you know, every day in and out um, knowledge. So that's really, you know, my greatest success in building up my career path too is just all the advisors that I have. But then also kind of having the structure that C2P provides too with the advisor career path and all the different modules and videos and the bucket plan training. I mean, really having all of that in front of you to just step-by-step follow really is what made the difference in my career path, just building it up that way. Well, and and I I guess the, the big takeaway for me there is, right, is we have an organization today in large part to due to two things, right? We have a consistent processes, not just the sales process, but process on. So the scalability and duplication, but the collaboration, I don't have to carry this message individually to all my advisors. They all connect into the collegiums. They all connect into the the coffee talks. You know, they all connect into, you know, Carl's coaching program, which is, you know, awesome, you know, with it. And if you guys aren't utilizing the coaching program, start using it. I mean, if nothing else, just to start to build some relationships with some of the different people that, you know, you can reach to on a phone call. You know, there's often opportunities in those conversations just to kind of chat and get a little bit of different idea, maybe a little bit different philosophy on how to present things, you know, because, you know, we, you know, it's, it's a funny thing. I think we all can shake our heads as we find things that work and eventually we kind of graduate away from those things that work because, you know, we just get back to our old habits, you know, so being able to kind of reset and go in and, and try to look at new paths, new courses, it's still the same methodology, it's still the same process but to constantly sharpen the saw, right? And be able to, um, you know, keep sharp in certain specific things that you need to mention. I can't tell you how many times when we look at agendas and, you know, uh, agendas are awesome in my opinion. We have an agenda for every meeting that we run with our planning clients. And the key about agendas is it needs to be their agenda. It needs to be the client's agenda. It's not your agenda. And so we do a lot of things to take care and prior to those appointments to make sure that we're specifically creating an agenda about what they want from us. And so now you're putting them into their plan in that agenda, but that's again, part of that process. Well, how do we learn that? Again, through just some of the communities and collaborations and things that we're doing through C2P, through the the, the 2.0 sales process. And as you begin to tweak these little things, it's easy to go back. We look at the agenda and say, you know what, let's structure it this way or this way. So it's still within the process. But through the club, I can't tell you how many times I sit down with, you know, Deb, Rick, and Casey, because they're the three primary ones that I do planning with that I step in on. I Guys, I do not 
generally sit in on any of the discoveries. You know, typically in our office, we're going to do a fit call. Here's our process, right? It's very simple. They know the process. We know the process. We, I generally do the fit call or the presenters, Casey and Rick, will do the fit calls. And that's kind of the launch of where do they fall? Are they going to be a 1.0 uh, client? Or are they going to be a 2.0 client? And then the discoveries are handled by what we term our lead advisors if they're a planning 2.0 or by uh, a, a, the, another advisor if they're not a 2.0, which we just divide by half a million half a million above become part of our 2.0 process. And I do not step into that discovery, but yet I know everything in that discovery that is going to be asked and, and should be asked. And if it's not asked, they better tell me why it wasn't asked, right? But they all know that they do that very well. And then we collaborate and together we look at what was found in that discovery and we create the design and delivery process moving forward within the process, right? You know, what are the things that we want to specifically make sure we're hitting to make it their agenda? And it creates tremendous value in that process, and it creates a better output. So I'll pause for a second because we've been doing a lot of the talking. Um, I don't know if anybody else would like to interject. Um, Matt, if you want to kind of talk a little bit about anything in specific, um, and then yeah. we can. I, I would say it's kind of a question to to you, your whole team too, as we've been talking about the collaboration. Now, obviously, you have you know a team that's doing this, and some some are solo advisors, and all the way up through like your office and JL Smith. When you talk about that collaboration uh, with within the the bucket plan process, is it one on one meetings after that step? Is it everyone's on an email chain with links back to your CRM? Do you have like a, a weekly or monthly team meeting? Just because I, I think from calls that I do myself in our mentor and coaching program, I think that there's everyone handles a little differently, which is fine. It's kind of that freedom within a framework. Everyone's following the bucket plan, but maybe slightly different. But in terms of how your team is collaborating, like what, what does that exactly look like? Well, we do have a regular meeting weekly with the sales team and we run under operate under EOS. So again, there's a specific agenda. Part of that agenda is to identify or discuss any things that are going on that would be valuable to the entire organization. It's also opportunities to bring up maybe specific challenges that we might have, but also to talk about certain product opportunities to kind of give the cliff notes. Now, we look at it from a standpoint, like if somebody brings something in, we don't need to be an expert yet, right? But we need to know it's, a quiver, you know, it's an arrow in our quiver so that we can actually go to that resource. And a lot of that is just, you know, you know, Deb might get a piece of information from somebody or Rick might talk to somebody from the management side of it and say, hey, this is an opportunity we need to take a look at. And they're bringing it to the team, you know, from a, from a, a strategy standpoint, right, in terms of what is our opportunities. But when it comes to the, the clients, it is one on one. I'm, I'm not a big email guy. I mean, if anybody knows me, I don't even give my email out to uh, my clients, um, and I tell them purposely, look, if I give you an email, you're going to hate me because I don't respond. You know, I just, I'm terrible at it. You're lucky if I respond to texts in, in, in a day because I just, I'm not connected that way. So, you know, with that, um, we'll just sit and talk one-on-one. -on -one. I can't tell you how many times I, you know, I might start a conversation with Deb and then I'll like, hey, let's ask Casey a question or let's ask 
Rick or Tammy or somebody else to come in and say, hey, you know, with this, you had this case back before this is the situation we're in. What did you do there? And what do you what, what are your thoughts on it? And it's that unselfishness, right? Because one of our core values is teamwork. It's not about, hey, what what's what's my interest in it? It's like add value to the organization. And it's that open sharing that creates um, you know, the opportunities that, you know, you, you're willing to do unselfishly because at some point you'll value from it. So I'm a big face-to-face -face guy. Just to add to that, Greg, uh, for me, it's very process-driven and it's very client-driven. So if I'm going through the fact finder and I'm going through the goals and concerns, um, when a client's telling me, yes, I'm really interested in wealth transfer, I know that down the road, I'm getting Tammy involved, right, for a second to die. If my client says to me, you know, we're nearing 65 and all of this Medicare, I don't understand any of it. I know that at some point I'm connecting my Medicare specialist. So for me, the process really just lends itself to the collaboration. And I know when they're expressing goals and concerns to me that I'm very blessed and fortunate that I have these specialists right here in my office that I can turn to to meet that need. Yeah, uh, quick thing, Greg, I just wanted to throw out there, you know, the uh, sales team, myself and Calum and, and Kirsten, we're in a unique position because we talk with advisors all day uh, and we uh, can help to position you. I, I don't want to claim that I'm an expert on everything, of course, but I do know a lot of the uh, resources that are available within our community. Uh, and at the carrier level as well. So if you're ever looking for help or if you have like a what if question or, you know, you don't know where to go, uh, we do have a lot of resources available. So feel free to contact our team. And uh, if I don't have the answer, I could probably point you in the right direction to be able to find it. Yeah. And again, that's guys. That's the leading point is that you have resources, develop those relationships for go-to. But I tell you one thing that we always constantly will do in meetings, which brings a ton of value. We go over that agenda. Before we start that agenda, the direct question we ask, is there anything that is not on this agenda that you want to address today? Do yourself a favor and ask that question before every meeting, because they're there for a reason. And if you ignore that reason or don't touch on that reason, they're not going to walk away with the same type of appreciation of what you can do for them. And we end every meeting with what is your biggest two takeaways? What are the two things that we talked about today that were the most impactful for you? And that's going to give you direction as to where you want to go. And we end with what are the next steps? You know, here's what we're thinking the next steps are. Is there anything that you want us to address at the next meeting? Let your clients steer the agenda to a degree, right? You can always fold it back in the process. If somebody says something that you're not ready to address yet because you haven't done the income plan, we'll just explain it. Say, hey, we have this as a priority. I put it on the agenda. It's in ink, right? So they see it. And I say, the reason we're not going to address this today is because we got to find out what type of discretionary assets you're going to have to address this long-term care as an example, right? So the first thing we got to do is to establish your income plan. So in our process, we're going to do this. We're going to develop your income plan. Once we create these discretionary assets, we're going to specifically address that. Are you comfortable with that? 
And that communication just helps build that value that you're going to bring to them. And again, with that, we'll say we have an expert that will bring you in fold. You know, Tammy will come in. She's our insurance long-term care in that example. If we got somebody that we need to bring in for a tax question, we'll bring in one of our preparers. If it's an attorney, we're going to get them connected with one of our attorneys. Deb and I just had another case with one of her clients. Uh, we're hopefully going to bring the sister into the fold as a client. Mom passed. The estates, uh, they got a trust, they got several properties in it. You know, it's just like Illinois, Indiana. We brought in one of our attorneys that's duly licensed and said, hey, they can handle all this stuff for you. And we're, they allow us to collaborate with that attorney. So I talked to the attorney before they went over, kind of explained. So when they went in there, they didn't have to translate for him what we were asking him to do. He knew. They came back just like, oh, that was so awesome. You had kind of explained everything to him prior to that. He kind of knew what we were trying to accomplish. It was a lot easier conversation. Thank you so much, right? No, no specific monetary value to me, but huge value to that client because you're coordinating that stuff. Yeah, I like the way you start with that question, Greg, too, with the agenda of is there anything else you wanted to cover? Because number one, it makes it about them. But number two, like you said, it opens up the door for more collaboration because if they're asking for something that maybe you weren't planning to cover there, you're tying in the applicable team members or even external partners like you mentioned earlier. It will lead the path to success because once you start addressing what they want, you can get them what they need later. It's the old adage, get them to church first, we'll baptize them later and save their souls. <laughs> Yep, I like it. And, and you know, as we hit on a few times here, like they're fortunate they have a team there they're collaborating with. If you do have an internal team, hopefully you're doing that. But if you don't, leverage those resources that, that Greg and others have mentioned, Eric and Calum and Kirsten and even uh, Dave Penko and Jay Jarvis on our RAA side, uh, if you're part of PCA over there. Um, but even in extension of that, Carl and our ambassador program, use your mentor calls. Like that's why we have those so that you have that network to lean on there. And then being a part of the training programs here, in particular, the Mastermind Collegium, that's where a lot of these are, all of you, all of us uh, as advisors sharing uh, the ideas that you're bringing to the table, some of the external partners. And even if you have something you wanted to hear about, we love, we'd love to hear that from our perspective of knowing what kind of content you'd like to hear at mastermind collegiums or right here on coffee break so even as you're coming up with those ideas or have things that come up at your office or in client meetings you know please send those to us because we want to make this content about all of you just like you want to make your planning about your clients so at that we'll kind of wrap things up uh, but next week please join us again for structuring your existing client meetings to create more opportunities we'll have dave back on here who's wrapping up bucket plan 1.0 this week and uh, everybody have a great day and we hope to see you back next week. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.